Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is David. And my name is Nick. Today, we'll be discussing standard precautions and transmission-based precautions, such as contact, airborne, and droplet precautions. So to get started, we should review what standard precautions are and then what transmission-based precautions are. So standard precautions are essentially used for all patient care, and they help to protect both the healthcare provider and the patient. So one may think of protection from infections or preventing some sort of spread of an infection. Essentially, one may look at as it's just an assumption that any individual may be contagious. And this can include an extensive, detailed list, but we can cover examples much more generally. And those can include, but not limited to, the use of barriers such as gloves, protective clothing, face coverings, or items like a mouthpiece if we think of performance of some CPR or something related. Next is proper hand and respiratory hygiene. So one may think of items like washing your hands, or proper cough etiquette. Next, we can include proper handling of needles or other sharp items. Next, we can think of proper handling of potential unclean patient care equipment, and then the proper cleaning of a patient environment. We then have the avoidance of hand contact with various mucous membranes, such as the nose, the mouth, the eyes, and then other related areas. We can then get into reporting of incidents with any contact of items such as waste or any body fluids. And then finally, we can end on ensuring appropriate placement, as this can bring us into transmission-based precautions for patients. Now, transmission-based precautions are used for individuals who are or are suspected to be infected with an infectious agent. This requires specific types of precautions to be utilized in order to prevent the possible spread. Typically, these transmission-based precautions are broken down into contact, droplet, and airborne. And the use of each one will depend on the individual's presenting scenario, which we can review next. And before we get into specific types of transmission-based precautions, it's good to point out that these transmission-based precautions are used in addition to those standard precautions that we did review earlier. Next is contact precautions. These precautions are used to prevent transmission of infectious agents, including important microorganisms that spread by direct or indirect contact. To break this down further, direct contact would be skin-to-skin contact with a patient during something like a handshake or even a high five. Opposed to direct contact, we have indirect contact, which would be touching environmental surfaces such as a desk, phone, or even a fork. Contact precautions are also used in the presence of excessive wound drainage, fecal incontinence, or other discharges from the body. All of these suggest an increased risk of transmission and environmental contamination. Transmission-based precautions are used in addition to standard precautions when a patient is in isolation. These transmission-based precautions include washing hands thoroughly upon entering the room, and washing hands with chlorhexidine gluconate antiseptic soap upon leaving the room. When using personal protective equipment, also known as PPE, 
Gloves are worn upon entering the room. A gown is also worn when in direct contact with that patient, environmental surfaces, or items that may be used by that patient. After completion of treatment, the physical therapist will remove the gown before leaving the room. A patient's room should be private or cohort, which means that the room is going to be shared with another patient of the same infection. In a cohort placement, we prefer beds having a greater than three feet distance between them. It's important to note that patient care items such as a thermometer, stethoscope, or blood pressure cuff should remain in the room. If any item is removed from that room, it must be disinfected or placed in a bag labeled biohazard. Some of the most common conditions to follow contact precautions would include infections of the GI system, respiratory system, or integumentary system. Some other examples would be multidrug-resistant bacteria, such as MRSA or VRE, enteric infections, such as C. diff, diapered or incontinent clients, such as enterohemorrhagic E. coli, Shigella, hepatitis A, rotavirus, in infants and young children with parainfluenza virus, enteroviral infections, herpes simplex virus, non-contained abscess, cellulitis, and Ebola. Last but not least would be lice, scabies, epitago. Those may be requiring contact precautions as well. You will want to minimize transportation of that patient as much as possible. Clearing the patient from MRSA or VRE isolation should not be attempted if the patient is receiving antibiotics to treat that infection. All right. Next, we have droplet precautions. And droplet precautions are used for those with a known or suspected infection of a pathogen transmitted by respiratory droplets. These droplets can be generated by the individual when they cough, sneeze, or just even talk. Personal pr protective equipment, or we could just say PPE like David said, can include wearing a mask when interacting with the individual, along with mask use for the individual, especially if there is some sort of transport or movement of that specific individual or patient. This patient or individual typically has a private room and hands should be washed upon entering and leaving that said room. Examples could necessitate droplet precautions, can include, but they're not limited to influenza, meningitis, pertussis, certain types of pneumonia, the rhinovirus, and then many others. Last up, we have airborne precautions. This is used to prevent transmission of infectious agents that remain infectious over long distances. Such examples of these would be varicella virus, the chickenpox, rubella virus, measles, and myobacterium tuberculosis. Microorganisms are transmitted by small particle residue that can remain suspended in the air. This suspension allows them to be dispersed by air currents, such as coughing, sneezing, and talking. Some precautions that you would want to take include washing your hands thoroughly upon entering and leaving the room. The appropriate PPE that should be worn when entering the room would include an N95 respirator mask or a higher level. This mask must be fitted prior to using, then discarded upon leaving the room. The patient's room should be a private airborne infection isolation room with a negative airflow. 
the patient's door must remain closed. Some of the common clinical conditions to follow airborne precautions would include measles, rubella, myobacterium tuberculosis, varicella, zoster, disseminated shingles. You would also want to minimize transportation of the patient, and the patient should wear a mask if transportation is necessary. All right. Thanks, David. So now let's keep in mind that David and I reviewed many examples that may fall under the use of just one transmission-based precaution. But there can be many infectious agents or conditions that can call for the use of more than just one type of transmission-based precaution. And an example here can be something like smallpox. And smallpox can call for the use of both airborne and contact transmission-based precautions. That's right, Nick. And now, Warriors, here's a quote from Jim Rohn. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. You are in control of that habit. When you're going to study, you go all in. Keep it routine. Hold yourself accountable and do not break that. Your sacrifices will pay off. Go make your dream a reality. Thank you very much for listening. For more information on NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. You can also check us out on all of our other social media platforms, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope this episode discussing standard precautions and transmission-based precautions was helpful, and we look forward to you joining us here next time for the NPTE Final Frontier podcast. Thank you.